Michelle from Michelle Price and Lightworker. Welcome to the Living Enlightened podcast. And I'm Becca from Insightful Connections. Welcome to the show. Um, we are a couple of spiritually aware chicks, like we like to think so. Uh, whether we are or not, who knows, really? I mean, do, can you prove it? Really? Um, anyway, uh, we have a few interesting things to say, hopefully. And uh, Becca, I'm going to be doing a card draw today. So I'm using my Angel Answers deck. So if you've got any questions, and for listener at home, if you have any questions, um, maybe have a think about that because I might have the answer for you as I draw these cards today. Well, today our mission, while Michelle's doing that, is to get you to learn something new, share some tips and tricks, and maybe some guidance with obviously the cards and maybe an affirmation or two. Now, the theme for today, Beck, and that is correct, the theme for today is animals and their ability to heal. Now, Beck's got a quite an interesting story, and I won't go into that because she's going to share what that is. But um, I wasn't even thinking about that when I put this together. It was literally overnight. I just had this thought because I did a pretty emotional reading yesterday. Um, I do have animals come through in readings a bit, but I did a pretty emotional one yesterday. And I was just thinking, gosh, animals are healing, you know? And a lot of the time if they come through in readings, it's because the owner most of the time has a lot of guilt about some decision that they had to make or, you know, the animal was very sick and things like that. So that's why I thought, you know, this is a great, you know, little talk topic but um, really relevant. And I hadn't really thought about it until you and I were just talking today, Bex. So um, pretty amazing. Um, so what's been going on with you, love? What's, um, what's your week been like and what's your takeaway, I guess? My takeaway is yeah. baby guinea pigs would be my takeaway this week, I would say. <laughs> what a surprise, hey? What a surprise. <laughs> yes, indeed it was. Um, so my daughter is having her 10th birthday and we got her some guinea pigs which is amazing we made sure they were two female guinea pigs because we didn't want to have any babies um but obviously the universe had other ideas around that because mm. we now have a baby guinea pig amazing hey yeah and it's been grandma quite becca. a roller coaster Gram great grandma becca because it would be me i would be the mum of, of the course technically yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So that, that progressed quick. really fast. That was zero to 100. Yeah. <laughs> it, did. it did. Wow. So, wow. Um, what a week, hey? Yeah. And it was it was really funny because, um, I mean, it's, it's been a, it's been such a roller coaster of a week. But um, we had two guinea pigs and unfortunately one of them got injured mm -hmm. and had to take it to the vet and, um, you know, we had to say goodbye to to that was with cookies and cream with the guinea pigs. Um, so we had to say goodbye to cream because you know it was her time to transition, mm -hmm. um, which was heartbreaking. Yeah, and you can hear it in my voice. So absolutely heartbreaking, especially given that my daughter had had only had these for like a week or so. Um, so it was quite an adjustment for her and and for myself as you know, great grandma. Yeah, great grandma. Well, oh, you weren't you weren't aware at that point anyway. What? No, I wasn't. But no. but for my daughter, like just feeling her her sorrow and her sadness, and and helping her understand that sometimes we just you know don't have control over these things. So that was sort of the Tuesday that happened. The Wednesday we had the one guinea pig there, and I was umming and ahhing. So I was on the on messenger to my sisters and explained to them what happened. And like, are you going to get another one because they're social creatures and they need to have some interaction there. They need, you know, 
um, they like their tribe, they like their support. And I'm like, yes, I know, but I'm really not sure what happened to this other one. So she was attacked, but I don't believe she was because this other one is just so placid. Her cookie is just, she's just the gentlest little thing you've ever met. So I don't, I was unsure as to what had happened. Anyway, so this is Wednesday night. Are you going to do this? Are you going to get another guinea pig? Are you going to replace it? Are you going to, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. Meantime, I'm holding this one that's left and giving her cuddles and saying, I love you. You're okay. We love you. And we're going to give you lots of attention and, and lots of hugs. Thursday morning, my daughter goes to school. Um, and she was running a bit behind and getting ready. So she didn't get to sort of clean out the cage, ask me if I could do it. I got round to it about lunchtime, just after lunch. I, I got to it, lifted up the thing, and there's this baby guinea pig in with the mama guinea pig. It was just like, what? <laughs> what is this? Initially, Becky didn't actually know what it was, though, did you? Like, it just no, looked like I a didn't. little kind of black yeah, thing. Or... That's right, because Cookie is like, she's just white. Mm. She's white with a little bit of tan on her. And she was sort of there in, in the corner of the cage with a backside to the corner of the cage. And there was this little, little, like this brown thing there. And I'm like, what is going on? And I was, I was fearful actually, because I thought maybe she was sick or yes, something had happened. Yeah. And this was, you know, here we go again. Um, and I, I just couldn't get my head around it. Like I could see just a part of this and I just couldn't get my head around it. And then she moved, like I reached in to grab her to check on her. Um, to see what was going on and she scampered mum scampered across the cage and there was this little thing just sitting there and that like didn't move at first and I'm like oh my gosh what is going on what is that what is that I, I couldn't make it it's so dark mm. I couldn't make out ears I couldn't make out eyes guinea pigs don't have long tails so it was just like this it was like a little lumpy thing. Just something sitting there that wasn't there. So it took me a bit to to um to figure it out. And then I reached down to to sort of touch it and it scampered off around with mum and I was just like, Oh my god, it's alive. <laughs> it's alive, it's alive, it's a baby, it's a baby guinea pig. So everything just sort of went into and I started shaking. I was like, Oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Is mum okay? What do I do? <laughs> absolutely not this is such an education it is it <laughs> you is. thought you're just buying a couple of guinea pigs next minute um next you're minute be i've got one and then i've got two and because they can have between one and seven i started freaking out i'm like what do i do is she gonna have more mm. and yeah. i had to leave to get my son and take him to his appointment so i was just like mm, oh dear what do i do so i put mm. everything back and i was just like okay i have to get him to his appointment Took him to his appointment. I'm sitting there the whole time and I'm reading up about guinea pigs. You're going to have to get a little camera installed. You know, the little oh, animal camera. Oh, my gosh. The- <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Guinea pig cam. Here we go. So, yeah, fast forward. She's. Um, I've had her checked by the vet to make sure that there was no more because she only ended up having the one. Yeah. And they can have up to seven. Mm. So I wanted to make sure that she was going to be okay. Had her checked. There's no more babies. Baby is fine. Mummy's doing amazing. Um, and I just have this, which I'll speak about in a minute, like with the animals and healing and their natural abilities. Um, I'll speak about that in just mm. a little while because I just have this newfound respect mm. for like guinea pigs. They're cuddly, they're cute, you play with them. But the flip side of it, um, what we've been through this week, it's just, it is amazing mm. how just, you, you know, life. I mean, these things that you that happen that you just don't, you don't have to do anything about. Yeah. 
No, I still did. Just, I took it to the vet because yeah. I wanted to make sure that Cookie was going to be the whole okay. process she went through on her own. Yep, the whole yeah. process. And, you know, it's kind of like the sun coming up every day. It just sort of happens and it's yeah. just amazing. Yeah. It's just inspiring. It really yeah. is. New life. That is mm. new life, my friend. Wow, what, what an about- amazing story. <laughs> what have you been up to, Michelle? Um, well, I've got a couple of cards here, but I'll um, do that at the end. I was just going to say I'm, um, I was asking the universe for a couple of opportunities, I guess, to do some uh, collabs. And um, Jackie, who uh, hosts a lot of, like she did think Lionsgate that I went to and, and stuff like that. So she's um, doing a lot of gatherings in her she barn. So she's got a barn at the back of her house. She lives in Nambour, um in a rental and um, it's got I a barn. That. And she calls it the Shabam. So, um, yeah, so and she's got a little fire pit and all this and it's just awesome um, and really foresty and trees everywhere. It's just beautiful. So um, I'm going to be co-hosting with her. So she's doing a big eight-hour event for the spring equinox, I think it is, um, on September 24. So eight hours I'm going to be co-hosting with her for. So I'll have to get there, you know, earlier afternoon. So I'll be there for probably, um, you know, 10 hours or something like that. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. So, you know, I've just been putting a lot of those things out to the universe. You know, I'd like to, you know, challenge myself, do something a little bit different. Um, and we have co-hosted before, before COVID. Yeah, before COVID in um, 2018, uh, we were sort of co-hosting for an entire year together and it was great. You know, we do work really well together. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and that's it, Beck. So did you want to kick things off, Hannah, or do you want me to kick things off? Or Oh, card. Hang on, card. Wait. Let's do the card. So listener at home uh, and Beck, if you thought of a question, no passed into now. So the timing wasn't quite right for whatever this was um, that we're talking about. I wasn't really thinking about anything, um, but no, no, the timing was a little bit off, passed into now. In the present, it's all about communication. So right now, thinking about in your lifetime, there's a picture that I'm holding up um, for Beck to see. And there's a couple of dolphins in the picture. There's a lady in the middle with the globe, which is pretty interesting because last week, Beck, we were talking about star seeds. And um, that's all about humanity, the globe, looking after the planet, looking after other humans. Um, So the picture really represents that. You've got Atlantis almost in there with the dolphins and there's rainbows. And you were talking about rainbows last time we spoke. There's rainbows on those little dolphins there. So this is all about being assertive, speaking up. And I really feel like this is the energy at the moment, to be honest, um, just in general, relationships, colleagues, you know, I really think feel like a lot of us um, hold our tongues uh, fairly um, fairly frequently. So maybe we just need to be a bit more assertive, not speaking, you know, from an aggressive or angry place, but just be more assertive, speaking up about needs and wants, not expecting people to be maybe a mind reader. Moving forward, we've got within the year, so a year from now. So that means basically between this time next year, now and this time next year, um, whatever you're asking for is coming to fruition. So the timing wasn't quite right. We need to speak up a little bit more. So whether this is about a move, you know, whether it's about putting it out there to real estate agents, you know, checking um, realestate.com, um it's happening within a year um so between this uh time this year and next year and uh, ask for help from others so that's sort of supporting the communication putting out there chatting to others talking to experts um talking to people in the neighborhood is there something coming up that might be private that hasn't gone um you know live yet online or whatever it is um but yeah asking for help from others as well so putting it out there Beck, amazing um, cards michelle i wasn't actually thinking about anything but then as you've been giving those cards and the information um i've just had a lot of yep yep, light yep. Bulbs. oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh yes. oh good so yeah, that's that's um pretty cool pretty cool it's important just to say whatever comes into your head because that's all i'm doing um Absolutely. did you want to kick things off Beck, or do you yeah, yeah no yeah, let's get into it, it how about you you start 
Oh, you want me to start? Yeah, you start. All right. Um, well, I guess the idea of this popped into my head, Beck, when I was um, with mum and dad. So dad's obviously been unwell. He's been in hospital. And when he was in there for one and a half months, um, he said to the doctor, the doctor came in and he said, look, I'm really struggling with my mental health. And um, the doctor said, look, I'm not qualified, you know, to talk about that. And dad said, well, because um, basically he wanted to leave past. He just wanted to get out of it. Um, just for a you know, couple of hours or whatever. And the doctor said, I'm not qualified. And he said, look, all I'm really asking for is he said, I really just want to see my dog, really miss him, just want to see my dog. And when the, when the doctor heard that, um, she went, oh my God, yeah, absolutely. Um, totally, sign the leave pass, no problem. We're done. Um, so that was awesome. So dad came home. I, I brought him home because he couldn't drive, he couldn't walk. And um, yeah, it was just amazing. So I brought him home. Um, he sort of swung his legs out of the car. I helped him get his legs out of the car. And then little Jack runs around, little Jack Russell uh, runs around and jumps up on dad's knee. And just seeing my dad seeing his dog, oh my God, Rebecca, I tell you what, I was like, oh, hold it in, hold it in. Um, it was full on. And then dad managed to struggle around to his um, favorite sort of um, recliner lounge and um, sat down in it and put the, you know, recliner bit up and uh, Jack, straight on his lap so I got lots of photos it was awesome dad was only home for a couple of hours but it was just seeing that little reunion between them oh my god I tell you what it was like my life's complete um bucket list done to get off um it was really awesome and awesome big part of that because dad can't drive you know I had to sort of be there someone had to be mum doesn't drive anymore so someone had to kind of go and and, and do that um but what was really lovely is beyond that because Jack is a little healer um beyond that um, you know, Jack actually, when mum had cancer, cause mum had cancer, it's pretty, um, pretty like, uh, far developed. So she didn't have a great prognosis. She did obviously survive it. Um, but what dad did because mum had a um, little garden sort of window, um, garden, you know, room. Uh, so dad would bring Jack up to the hospital and walk around outside the window with Jack. So mum could see him. So that was her opportunity as well, like to help with her healing and all of that. Um, and mum and dad both agreed that that really helped her, you know, because it was a bit of normality. It's like, I've still got a dog, I've still got a life, you know, on the outside. Um, and she was in hospital for quite a while. Um, so, you know, that was really great for them. So I guess what I'm uh, getting at here is recently, or while dad was in hospital, Jack had a bit of bleeding when he was going to the bathroom. And so mum was quite concerned about that. But obviously with dad in hospital, mum doesn't drive. Mum's got a wheelie walker, so she can't really go far either. So um, that was sort of a um, difficulty in her getting him to the vet. Um, so we sort of waited until Dad got out. That was a couple of months. And then when they got him to the vet, the vet said, look, there's a, a growth, you know, in his bowel and we'll try and operate, but he may not survive. So this is just after Dad's got out of hospital. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, no, we know this dog has to live. This dog has to live. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing a lot of healing on Jack because every time I went over, Jack would come to me. And so I was, you know, doing a lot of healing on him. So anyway, um, they did the op this week um, and he survived. Thank God. Um, it cost over $3,000, but I was like, dad, you know, because I was talking about, I'm like, you have to pay it. Like if there's any chance. And the only thing he said was if he's not looking great, if it's looking pretty bad, um, just let him go. That was, that was his only request, not to prolong it. Uh, and he pulled through it. He's home, he's eating, he's sleeping, he's jumping around, like he's loving life. So it's worthwhile, you know, because this little dog, has done that amazing thing for my mum and dad. So you have to. I mean, you couldn't not at least do it. You couldn't at least, you have to, you know. And they didn't manage to get all of it back. They did um because they would have had to break his um uh, pelvis, I think it was. Oh. Um, it was a little bit growing under the pelvis. But they said, look, because it's, um you know, it hadn't sort of uh, spread far, you know, it wasn't super, you know, fast growing. It did look like it was um 
benign, I think is a good one, isn't it? Where yeah. it's sort of contained. Um, so they think it, they think it was that. So um, they couldn't get it all out, but you know, um, he's what, 12 or 13 or something like that. So um, definitely worth the money, you know, definitely worth the money. Definitely. Yeah. They're, they're just, they're just amazing. They are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm currently in awe of these guinea pigs at the moment. I bet. Um, so, and what I found very interesting with them is their natural intuition. Okay, so I didn't know. I've never had to, I've never been present through a birth of a guinea pig or, or what have you. Um, but, um, you know, when you learn about animals and, and different things, it sort of comes up and I think also for um, yeah, what we're, what we're um, doing in our own lives, just sort of following our natural intuition as well. So these guinea pig, this guinea pig mama, she's only like six months old. So she's still a baby. Like in my eyes, she's still a baby herself. Um, and she came to us, she was pregnant. We didn't know. Well, I kind of did know because I did mention it, but didn't do yeah, anything about it. I did yeah. say, <laughs> I, maybe she's pregnant. What if she's pregnant? But anyway, put it aside and, and there you go. Um, spirit Next time you'll say sure. it made sure that I paid attention to that um, but their natural intuition so the thing with guinea pigs like the research I was doing is when they're actually birthing they will give birth to one and they will clean it up like they do with foals like you know horses do with foals they sort Look of, get rid of, the rest of know, cut the umbilical they, they cut their own umbilical cord what? Michelle they clean it all up, they lick it, and they, they will hold on to the next one wanting to be born, hold it off until that first one is born and cleaned up and moving. That's and, and running around. Like, you know, it's just like a, a thing. It's sort of like, okay, you're done. You've had your bath. Off you go. Next. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> it is, it's amazing. Just their natural intuition and just to hold that in. Then they can have like up to seven babies and yeah. some even more. Um, we only had one, which was really strange um as well but I, I feel like it was strange that only one was born yeah um, there were no more there but there was just one baby ready to come for us and we had just lost one also so that was um kind of like balancing a replacement, like. isn't it? yeah yeah and they clean their area so they'll go around and they'll eat all the hay like the straw or the hay or wherever they've nested they'll eat all that to get rid of all the blood and Wow. scent and everything to protect them from predators and these are these tiny little guinea pigs isn't that amazing i wonder if it's amazing. also got the benefit of the you know how people can eat their um, placenta in a tablet or capsule form as well so maybe there's health benefits in that too oh maybe maybe baby was um baby is just beautiful baby doesn't have a name yet baby will get a name this this saturday when mia has uh, a sleepover with her friends oh it's going to be a little naming day a little naming sleepover birthday thing. Oh, love. Well, <laughs> With sushi. They're going to gonna have sushi. Yes. Oh, maybe the name's going to be Sushi. Oh, that would be a good one. Just when you said that, I was like, is that the name? Is that the name? You know, didn't even think of that. I'll have yeah. to put that to on, Michelle. Because it's cooking and sushi. It's all food related then. Yeah. I love that. So what I wanted to say here, Beck, was um, Joy, my little cat. Now, a lot of uh, the listeners at home may not be familiar with Joy because we're obviously a podcast, we're not visual, but um, she does like to be in front of the camera and she's a real 
healer and so different to my other cat. Um, my other cat would scratch her to death. And um, little Georgia, whenever I have a client here who's a bit um, upset or a bit emotional or grieving or something, she'll often come in and sort of um, jump in their lap. Or if they're on the table, they might jump. She might jump on top of them. Unfortunately, some of my clients are allergic, which isn't the best. But um, I did Google it, uh, or one of my clients did, because um, we were like, why is she doing that? And my other cat definitely didn't do those things. But um, yeah, we Googled it and it says that cats will often jump on people and purr because it's about the vibration. So it's like music, um, you know, raising the vibration or laughter, you know. So she actually uses her purring and often she will do it over the solar plexus of the person because that's where the adrenals are. And you often get a bit nervous in there. And I do notice when my husband gets home and he's really upset or stressed or whatever about work, um, often she'll be straight over to him, straight on top of him, start purring away. And then she might go and have a little sleep. And that actually was what the article said is that that's what they'll do. So they um, purr, 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 do their little healing and off they go and have a little nap. So um, I just thought that's the cutest thing ever. And it made so much sense to me because she will choose her people. She'll often come in when there's kids here. And I've had some kids that have been pretty, um, you know, angry or they've got stuff going on or whatever. And she'll come in and she'll be like, purr, purr, purr. And, you know, claw their little chair and everything. And sometimes she might get a little smile out of the kid. Uh, sometimes she doesn't, but, um, you know, I definitely feel like she's making a huge effort and um, it's really lovely, especially with the children. Um, they really enjoy her uh, her little antics, little joy, joy. But um, yeah, just sort of throw that in there because I hadn't realised that about cats because obviously my last cat was, um, yeah, claw you to death. So <laughs> wasn't the friendliest. <laughs> it is amazing how animals naturally give easy feelings to us. Yeah. Um, and that they naturally know our feelings and sense our emotional place. Um, so, so many times the love and acceptance that is unconditional is super healing for us. And I think one of the highest therapies, Michelle, we can have is spending time with, with our pets or with animals um, or even just out in nature watching the animal, yeah. animals. 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 speak. Animals. It's funny. Funny that when... I haven't been out in nature and I start talking about it and I sort of mess up my words. It's, yeah. it's like spirits it's going, that's right. Get out there. Yeah. Get yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Becca, I was going to say here too, I've got a little uh, dog, obviously I don't want to leave little sissy out, um, but I've got a little dog here. And the reason that I got little sissy is because um, she was, I watched this documentary once and they had a thing about schnauzers and the schnauzer was in this um, nursing home. And it was, um, it was a mid-sized schnauzer. I've got a mini and it would go in and it was amazing. It could smell death and it would go in and it sounds quite um, disturbing when I say that, but it could actually smell when someone was getting ready to die. And so it would go in and it'd sit at the end of the bed and the nursing staff would be like, you know, come on, you've got to show yourself around, go into someone else's room. What are you doing in here? And the dog would not budge. They pick it up, take it out. It's straight back on the bed, Right then that person dies and they go, hmm, that's interesting. And then it happened over and over and over. The dog would go sit with that person, wouldn't leave their side, they passed away. And we're talking within, I guess, a few hours. So they started to go, ooh, okay, there's something in this. So what they started to do, if the dog did that, if it indicated, they would actually ring the relatives, hey, guys, you might want to come up and say goodbyes. So it actually gave people an opportunity to get closure. And I saw this and I was like, I am getting one of those dogs. I just knew it. I already had a dog. I still had Abraham. 
But I was like, I am getting one of those dogs. And what's really funny is Jason and I were going through my old photos the other day because I was deleting a lot of stuff off my phone. And we found a photo of a mini schnauzer that looks exactly like Sissy. Sissy's not a regular <laughs> schnauzer. She's not just a plain gray. She's a silver and black. Very specific. We found a sh- And Jason goes, is that Sissy? And I was like, no, it's not. And it was a dog that I Googled and, you know, saved the photo of. But it looks exactly like Sissy, like wow. splitting image of when she was a little puppy. So, and it was a coloring and everything. And I'd forgotten about it, but I must've Googled it after I saw the show. And I was like, oh, they do come in different colors. That's really interesting. Cause I thought that was just that, you know, silver or like a gray. So um, at that moment, that was when I decided I wanted to get a schnauzer. And she's so sensitive. She probably, I don't know that, I mean, she's not working in nursing homes or anything like that. So I don't know if she senses any of that stuff, but um, she's the kindest little dog. And she's like a little security guard, like at the dog park, if um, one of the little dogs is getting picked on, Sissy runs over and she'll sort it out. Like she'll, if they're all fighting and arguing, um, she runs over, gets in the middle of it and goes, hey guys, let's sort this out. And then everyone goes their own ways. So she's just so amazing and sensitive. And to be able to um, get in the middle of a little argument um, and, you know, make all the dogs kind of, you know, calm down a little bit. She's just a really amazing dog and really good for new little puppies that come in as well that are a bit scared. Um, Sissy's really good at comforting the new little dogs that come in. So, um, yeah, just a sensitive little animal. And we're really, uh, really grateful for little Sissy. They're amazing. It is just, and Sissy is such a beautiful little soul too. Like yeah. she pops in, we'll be doing workshops or something, or we'll be just having one of our group chats from our mentorship. Mm. Um, and she just comes in and, 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 and then Joy comes in and they're both just in there with everyone. Yeah. We're all like, and they get their own little introduction because I know um, when Sissy comes in, it's just like, hello, Sissy. We're yeah. all like, hello. Yeah. And then Joy comes social. in we're like, hello, Joy Joy. Yeah, she's very social. But you know, with it's Sissy, really funny. With, um, when we first got her, because we, you know, uh, had to drive it to Toowoomba and Jason was like, we're not getting a dog. And he was the same with Joy. But I knew that Sissy would be like his little friend and Joy Joy has been the same because she's a little healer. And when we went to get um, Sissy, Jason went out there and he was like, oh, you know, and I was talking about it to his mum because we went and saw his mum on the way out there. And um, we're like, oh, we're getting this puppy. And Jason's like, potential, potential all the way there. We're not getting the dog. And so I got a towel for the potential puppy. So we've got a potential towel for the potential puppy on the way out there to, you know, keep her in the car on the way home <laughs> potentially. And so the whole thing was potential, right? The whole way. And then little sissy comes out and she's this little tiny bundle of fluff. She was like, you know, three months old. And uh, the lady's just gone, here you go, to Jason. And Jason's like looking at this little dog and she looks up at him and she's like, click, 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 licks his finger. <laughs> and he's like, he's sitting there like nursing her and patting her. And I'm sort of signing the documents going, so do you want to get the dog or what are you going to do? And he's like, I think we'll get the dog. And then on the way home, he's like, maybe we should get a brother. Should we get a brother? She had to oh, no. And I was like, oh my God, um, we didn't get a brother. But um, it was really funny. He was like instantly, as soon as she just did the lick, lick, lick on his finger, we're done. Um, and she's been amazing, you know, because he was really attached to Abraham and that was a really hard one. He mm-hmm. grieved Abraham for like, you know, two and a half years. And so that's yeah. why he was a bit iffy about this thing. Um, but I tell you what, um, she's his little baby and so is little Joy Joy. And so the other day, Jason was lying on his bed um, and Joy Joy was like, you know, sprawled under his arm and they're like having this big intimate moment. And I'm like, do you want me to just leave you guys alone? You know, do you, want me to, do you need a moment or whatever? Um, and I'm like, remember that time when you were like, I don't want Joy the cat. We're not getting Joy the cat. 
you know, remember that? And he's sitting there and they're like having this amazing intimate moment. I'm just like, whatever. Just remember I'm always right. That's all I'm going to say here. I'm going to walk yeah. away. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Um, <laughs> interesting. I've got a little labradoodle, a miniature labradoodle, which, um, again, this was just like one of those things that happened because that happens a lot with me and animals, one yeah. of those things. Um, and I already had Missy, we had Missy Elsa and Bellana. Mm-hmm. Um, needless to say, my my little one was going through the Elsa phase at that time, around that time. Um, so I had little Missy and ended up getting Belle and Belle we got as a puppy and she was just absolutely, she was so tiny and so gorgeous and she still is tiny and gorgeous, but she has a lot of energy. Yeah. But with Penny, I came across her and it was like, she's this labradoodle and she was like far cheaper than any of the, you know, the, what they call designer breeds. Yeah. 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 So they're normally like, you know, three, $4,000 for them, Mm -hmm. especially here in Canberra, everything seems to be more increased in price here. Um, so anyway, she was, let's just say she was under $1,000. And I thought, what? What is going on here? Hmm. So I made contact and I went and saw her and I just knew straight away, like she was she was depressed. Oh. She was sad. She was depressed. She was seeing, we tried to get her out on the leash to walk her around and she was just like not having any part of it. And I just knew I had to get this little girl. I can't even tell you what her name was when I got her. Just knew I had to take this little girl home. So I did. I took her, I took her home and then showed Matt. I'm like, oh, by the way, look what we did today. And it was really interesting because Matt would come in in his high-vis stuff from work because he works on construction sites. So he has to wear that sort of stuff. Um, and she would growl at him every time she would growl at him and she would be just like not 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 and she'd come and hide behind me and it was just like this is really interesting at the time too she was just a little bit over three years old and when I looked into her history she'd actually had three litters of puppies already as well that's a lot yeah um and I couldn't like and, and her tummy like her belly was on the floor from just being stretched from having so many puppies and it was it was heartbreaking and as I went more into her story but she just adored me she followed me everywhere everywhere I'd go to the bathroom she'd sit outside the door I'd be in the kitchen she'd come in and she just sort of felt safe and she felt you know um, and she was great with the kids too but just every time Matt walked in when his high vis she'd start growling so then he'd go have his shower and he'd sort of come back and she'd sort of then approach him a little bit and she'd sniff him, but then she'd sort of back away from him. Oh. So we figured out that she didn't like people in high vis and she was, it was the male aspect. It wasn't children, it wasn't women, it was the male aspect with them. Oh, so not even the high vis. I thought it might have been the high vis. Well, yeah, it was it was really strange because then we had like, you know, somebody would come to the house to do some work on the house or my brother would visit his, you know, being male. Um, she'd have the same reaction to them. So she just did not like men. Wow. So I That's imagine. Definitely happened. Yeah. So when she was breeding and what have you, they were probably, it was just the man who had did like had 
I don't know, maybe roughed her around a bit or she just knew that it just wasn't going to be nice um, and, and didn't have that trust there. So moving forward to two and a half weeks, three weeks later, <clears throat> she was sitting there looking at Matt, went and sat in front of him and looked at Matt and he was sitting on the couch and she's just looking at him and she's just sort of lying there and I was on one end of the couch and she was sort of in between us on the floor and then Matt looked at her and he went like this, like, come on, up on the couch and sort of tapped on the couch. And she sort of looked at him and went, nope, nope, <laughs> nope, not nope, nope, not going to happen. So he got her, picked her up, put her on the couch and sat down and she looked at him as if to say, are you nuts? Are you absolutely nuts? He's like, it's okay. You can sit there. I put you there. She then crawled over and put her head in his lap. What? And she comes out now, like we've had her a little while now, and the bond between those two, she's like, she runs up to him and she's like, hello, and she jumps oh up and she says God. hello to him. Snap. There goes He's my little heart. Like, yeah, yeah. And you can't get her off the couch now when you don't want her on the couch. You're like, oh, sit down. And she's like, no, 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 I'm allowed up here. I was told. <laughs> oh, no, bad habit. <laughs> So, yeah, really cute, what really, really cute. Around, hey? I love and that. It, the interesting thing is is where I'm living at the moment, we had a guy come around, he had to go around the backyard to look at some trees through where the dogs are, and I was a bit concerned about how Penny was going to respond to him yeah. because she he was in high-vis and she's a bit funny, you know, used to be a bit funny with men. Um, but, she's, but she was perfectly fine. She came out, she sniffed him, and she sort of, let off a little bark and I said mom's okay darling I'm all right it's all good so she's starting to trust a little bit and then she sort of looked at me and she went okay and then she went back inside she wow that's a great I turnaround yep. amazing turnaround amazing turnaround yeah so trust in yeah <laughs> definitely and it's patience definitely. There too I mean that doghouse show I love do you watch that the doghouse Yes, I was watching that last night. It oh, had how um, good is it? Mark Philip Mark Philippousis and yes, the comedian the Denise. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so good. Um and it's uh, often very emotional, especially when they've got a surrender, like whenever they have a surrender, I'm like, "Oh, don't surrender. What are you doing?" Um it's very very emotional. But um really positive, you know, I love to see the ones where they go to that home and, you know, and then they give you a follow-up on the ones that don't get to go to that home they um often show you yeah. where they did get to go and i love that uh, i love the happy endings you know um but yeah it's uh, really really beautiful and um you know and it just goes to show that like sometimes you get people on there that just don't have the patience or the time you know and it's not it's not a criticism it's just some people just don't have the time for that you know people dogs that need a bit more patience and you know, training and stuff like that. So I think it's wonderful that you guys, um, you know, are able to sort of do that for that little dog because other people, other families, it may not have been the right mix for them, you know. So that's a really happy ending, really good story. I love it. Um, Beautiful. So, Becca, I just wanted to share here as well um, about this amazing reading I did. And I do connect to a lot of uh, animals, you know, in my readings. So it's not unusual for me to, um, you know, have animals come through and things like that. But when the horses come through, and it's not really common, but sometimes they do. Um, I live near a race course here. So I had a young lady come in with, um, you know, her horse that was in spirit and really emotional for her. She was still very much in the grieving process. But um, I had a lady yesterday come in and um, her horse, uh, which very aptly was named Spirit, 
uh, came into the room. And it was an interesting one for me because I thought that, because I see a lot of um, for when I'm talking about animals and things. So often when I'm, um, you know, talking about a dog or something, I might see the color of its fur and I might be like, oh, you know, it looks like A, B and C and it's this color and whatever. So I was sort of, I knew that there was a horse here because I'd sort of seen the horse, but then I was like seeing it very, very close and I could see the coloring of it. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, have you got a border collie? Is there something that's like this real brown, like a goldy sort of brown and like white coloring? And she's going, oh, she's going through all the dogs. But then we realized when she, I said, what's your horse look like? And she started, showed me a photo. And I don't know if you remember, but there was like, um, like, a, like a Native American Indian type horse. that was like, like a, um, a fawn camel kind of color. And its mane was like a dark, you know, really dark brown or black kind of color. So it's a really interesting contrast. But the horse, she showed me a photo of it and um, a video. And the horse's sort of nose is like this beautiful golden brown and white. And I was like, I think that's a dog. I think that that's not a dog, but that I think that's what I was seeing. The color was your horse. Anyway, um, so I, I've kind of figured that after we finished, but um, she actually had this beautiful animal. And uh, at one point the horse showed me that it had been, um, well, it didn't show me it was it swimming in the den, but it was showing me horses' legs in water. And I said, oh, was there um, horses swimming in your den? You've got like horses in the water or something. And she said, oh, no. I said, um, she said that she and her daughter were swimming in the dam, you know, a while ago. And I was like, oh, that probably wouldn't be it. And then when we finished, because I picked up on a lot of physical stuff that was wrong with the horse's stomach. And she goes, I said, well, what happened to your horse? And she said, well, it was swimming in the dam. And I just went, oh, hang on, hang on. Remember what? And she went, oh, yeah, you said that thing before. And I went, yeah. So that made sense. But also they think it might've had a wound and then the water may have got into a wound um, and festered a little bit um, because it was all sort of the breathing wasn't right and it had like infections and all this stuff, the poor thing. But um, this animal spirit was a soul connection for this woman and so healing for her. She only had it for three years. It was a stallion. Um, and then it passed and it's just, she's heartbroken. Like as soon as I started talking about spirit, she just lost it, the poor thing, like fell apart. And it turns out, though, similar to Beck's guinea pig story, um, that Spirit actually sired uh, children and Spirit has um, a granddaughter and a grandson, a couple of little foals. Mm -hmm. So she's now making some inquiries after the reading to see if she can get one of them because they would be directly related to Spirit um, and a little piece of Spirit. So she's actually making inquiries and she sent me some photos yesterday, these little um, foals that they've got. So, um, you know, I just think that's absolutely amazing. Um, and one other little story I just wanted to share was I was volunteering at a um, little farm where they rescue racehorses back. And there was a horse there that was very, um, very damaged, very badly treated. It was very skinny when we found it. It was very, um, you know, hadn't eaten in a long time, hadn't been fed well and had been mistreated. So we think abused. And so this animal was really skittish and I was pretty nervous still. I was pretty new at all of this, um, the horse thing. And I was sort of walking around and I was, you know, doing some cleaning and putting some food down and stuff like that. And I'd often take apples with me and um, no one, um, you know, else really sort of did that. So I'd always buy a big bag of apples, take them with me, chop them up and I'd feed the horses these apples. It was a special treat. Now, this animal that had been mistreated must have smelled the apples on me and um, it really didn't um, come up to people. It just hadn't come up to anyone, wouldn't come near you. I'm walking along and it came up and sort of nuzzled from behind. And I, I nearly had a heart attack because I went, oh my God, that's the one that's been mistreated. Oh my God. And I didn't quite know what to do. And, um, and I had these apples and I actually held it out and it ate from my hand. I couldn't believe it. 
And it's the whole thing about trust, like you were saying with Penny. It's like the whole thing about trust is like, oh, you could knock me over with a feather. I was like, yeah. oh, it's eating on my head. Oh, my God. Like at the time, I'm just like, I'm, I'm really calm. I'm really calm. And like the other ladies were looking over because there was other volunteers there and they're going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, it's eating out of her hand. Um, and I just felt so privileged. I'll tell you what, I could have like levitated over the fence. Um, it was such a privilege because, I mean, this animal just didn't trust anyone and horses are huge animals. I mean, it could have trampled me if it wanted to, but it obviously smelled the apple and it ate out of my hand. I couldn't believe it. So it was like, it was such an amazing experience for me and just really hair raising. Loved it. And, and the big thing with that, like you said, is the trust and, and horses. Yeah. If they don't trust you, you can't get them to barge them. Nope. That's it. Like a donkey. An inch with horses yeah, yeah. but totally. they're just just like yep not if I don't trust you you're not touching me so that's it because they're huge yeah, animals you know and that's cool. why I was sort of a bit ooh, a bit nervous you know because I thought oh gosh you know if it doesn't like me it's going to make it very clear to me that it's it doesn't like me um so yeah that was a real privilege Beck, and I, I just loved doing that you know I loved being there and doing that and um yeah what a great experience I remember getting a phone call one time from um, from my mum and she, she was at work and the because the, I'm the oldest of seven, as everyone knows, and she said, look, the kids are home from school. They've picked up a dog. It's in the backyard with them. She said, can you just go over and check and make sure everything's okay? I'm like, yep, because I had the day off work or something. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I've gone over, I've pulled up, I've gone into the house uh, looked for the kids nobody's inside I'm like all right and I've gone out the back <laughs> speaking of horses this dog was huge oh like a great day or something was massive it was massive and, and and I couldn't I couldn't tell you what sort of dog it is right now but anyway I went out the back and I've looked at this dog and I've just it's I've just felt unease straight away and I've just Ooh. said to them come on come inside guys come inside and they're like no look we've got a dog and blah 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 I'm like you need to come inside now so anyway the kids started coming inside this dog was I don't know off you know sniffing the yard and and what have you and they all came inside and I shut the door and I've gone and it was horrible because it was it was like a wooden frame but it had like glass panels in this door so you could see big glass panels so you could see right through um and I was there and I'm like where did this dog come from and they're like oh we just found it we followed us home and it came into the backyard and we've been playing with it and and we mum knows it's here it's okay well mum asked me to come over and just check anyway this dog I went up to the bathroom and I came down and the kids are at the door with this dog and I've come down and through the window this dog is because I've told them not to go out there this dog could see me and it started growling as soon as it saw me, it started barking. And I'm like 20 years old at this at this wow. um, juncture. And I'm freaking out. Like my heart rate's going. My adrenaline's starting to pump. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And this dog was just perfectly fine out there with the kids, playing with them. But as soon as it saw me, it started going 
crazy, like so crazy. It was banging something. up against the door. What? Yeah, banging up against the door trying to get in. We had to wow. push the kitchen table against the door to try and chock it up so that the door didn't like if it broke. Wow. <laughs> we didn't want the dog coming through, so we tipped the table up on its head and it was the most horrible experience. So what did you do? I've did ever you had a handler, like a dog handler or um so yeah, mum ended up coming home and I was just like, I'm out of here. Couldn't deal with it. Turns out um, that it belonged to a house a few houses up the street and had gotten out, but it had been mistreated. Ah, because that doesn't make sense because you're a good human. I mean, it doesn't make sense for it to be growling at you. It was crazy. It was trying to protect the children. Yeah, and you'd taken them inside. And I had taken them inside and I was in there and this dog was like, I don't know who you are. What are you doing with those children? I was looking after them wow um, so I can understand and, but yeah well yeah, yeah you can now once yeah. once you know the story but, but it was absolutely terrifying yeah absolutely not and it was just sort of like you know it was at that point I knew I'd never get asked for ID again and yeah. <laughs> I, I was classed as an adult by the human world the, the animal world now that was it I was done um <laughs> wow, hey. but yeah it had been mistreated and um so had the children Oh, okay. So that was something in the house it belonged to. Wow. Very interesting. Wow. Very interesting. Well, um, Beck, that's been a really interesting, speaking of interesting episode. Um, And what was that? uh, What was your suggestion again that you're going to put into our lineup about a talk topic? Oh, um, shadow work. Shadow work. Shall we do that next time? Shadow work. I think that would be amazing. All right. Um, so let's do shadow work. You can add it in. I've got a client at the door, so I need to uh, duck out. Um, but, yeah, shadow work. We might do that next time, hey? Um, so we'll just add that in and, and just chuck it off the top. Um, and we'll be able to give a bit more info about that in the next episode when we uh, meet again, Rebecca. Amazing. 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 Healing power of animals. Yes. Yes. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.